0: Hello and welcome to The Editing Podcast. We've put together a series of bonus episodes called Point of View, in which we talk directly to authors about their editing and indie publishing experiences. This interview is with Simon Raybould, a presentations
1: trainer and the author of Presentation Genius. We caught up with him at the Atomicon Digital Marketing Conference in March 2019, and amongst other things, we chatted about the differences between publishing with a mainstream press and doing it yourself. Here's Simon. So our next guest is Simon Raybould, who's a presentations expert and um, Simon's done publishing in all sorts of different ways yeah. and he's going to come and tell us about his editing process, his writing process. So Simon, first of all, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and um, and then we'll take it from there.
2: I'm a presentations trainer. I help people make better presentations. It's as simple as that. The books tend to come out of, out of my knowledge about that.
1: And Denise and I actually met you last year because you came along to the um, Society of Editors and Proofreaders conference mm-hmm. and unfortunately I didn't manage to get to your session but how it got annoying. outstanding feedback so if you do as an author want to learn how to stand up in front of people and talk about your books better this guy might be worth talking to yeah
2: somebody gave the feedback of six out of five yeah yeah,
1: that's lovely that's good so simon um did you work with an editor when you um published i know you've you've published through the mainstream as well so that was probably handled for you but
2: so i've published with a really big name mainstream publisher i have self-published into PDF, and I've self-published into print-on-demand. Mm-hmm. Um, by far and away, the easiest is with the mainstream, obviously, because they do everything. All for you.
1: Was that Cogan Page?
2: It, uh, it was stem oh, right. yeah. The downside of that, of course, is that you see none of the money. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: The upside of that is that when somebody slaps a cease and desist on you from Toronto, you just hand the problem over to the...
0: to the legal team who who
2: write a a legal version of come and have a go if you think you're hard enough Um, but when i'm working when i was writing for myself for self-publishing and stuff like that uh, no i just wrote i wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote wrote. then i put it away for about 18 months so that i had time to forget it i'd like to pretend that that was a plan Um, it was more a question of things happened and i never got round to finishing the books um, so then it came back, and looking at them fresh after 18 months makes it much easier to edit them, much yeah. easier to edit them. And then they go through—well, you've seen my raw writing. They go oh, through. I have, yeah. They go through two proofreaders before they go anywhere, uh, anywhere in the remote in public. So uh, my wife is, uh, is is a good reader. Um, and she looks at the stuff before I even even think about giving it to my paid proofreader. Yeah. Because she sends me really rude messages about being an idiot and, and, and things like that. <laughs> and now you there's,
0: can see that from her. <laughs> there's a lesson about why some of you
1: might choose not to give it to your spouse to look at. Yep. Simon's obviously much more.
2: Uh, well, all my spouse does, my wife does, Corinne, she's a saint, um, what she basically does is just get it to the point where some of the embarrassing stuff has been taken out, Yeah. Uh, and what Claire does is get it get it right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So it, what I mean. ready for publication, ready for publication, yeah. and the beauty of working with Claire is that she's been with me for 15 years, so she knows your voice, she knows my voice,
0: so, repeat, so it's clear you repeat, you Claire you're paid proof Claire's my yes, page, yes, yeah. right, yes, um,
2: but not only, therefore, she stopped being just a proofreader mm. because she's been with me for fifteen years. Yeah. As you say, she understands my voice, so it's entirely possible she'll rewrite a paragraph yeah. if, if she looks at it and there's more red line than yeah. than not, yeah. she'll just send me an email going this paragraph is beyond redemption, is it okay if I rewrite so it? So she'll
1: actually, yeah, okay, so rewriting and much deeper editing than, than, than just really proofreading. She will yeah.
2: call it proofreading, <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, but it starts yeah. to be edited, it, it blurs heavily into editing yeah. at that point. And I've been with her for so long that when she sends me it back with ch- changes on in, in Word, I just tend to go, control, A accept all. Yeah. I don't even bother checking yeah. what she's doing. She
1: also understands your business. This is quite interesting because I think a lot of indie authors don't work directly, um, don't necessarily have a relationship with a, of an editor over that yeah. extent of her period. So she, it's not just that she knows you and how you communicate, but also... She knows exactly what you do.
2: Yeah, she's she's seen me do it. She's been on my training courses. She's helped me design those training courses. She's been with me. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's a very, I'm going to use the word, intimate relationship, which sounds really wrong. But no, no, know you, exactly. you know what I mean. It's
0: very, it sounds very collaborative,
2: yeah. actually. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, As well, a, a joke we, we share sometimes, which is that I once did a radio interview, and they asked me what I brought to the team. And I said, I'm I'm really good at coming up with lots and lots of really good ideas. I'm I'm rubbish at detail, but I'm really good at coming up with lots and lots of good ideas. Then they passed the microphone over to Claire and asked what she did. And she said, in order to explain what she brought to the team, she had to correct what I said. um, Which was that she said, I was good at coming up with lots and lots of ideas. Her job. <laughs>
1: she made them really good. Her job was to
2: tell me if they were good ones yeah. or not and turn them into yeah. good ideas. Absolutely. I get the
1: feeling that, Simon, she's a little bit of a check on your ego.
2: Oh, um, trust me, I don't need... Yeah, I've got a wife and two children. I don't need anybody <laughs> else to check my ego. I really don't. I really don't.
1: So you've also worked with um, a mainstream publisher. Um, was You said that was an easier process. Was it a more pleasant process? Because No, the,
2: no okay. it wasn't. Because... Mainstream publishers outsource their proofreading and their editing in any case. Yes, so to people like us to people, yeah. But yeah, so effectively, all I was doing was working via a publishing house with another version of Claire.
1: Yeah, but not having no contact with yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. having
2: no relationship. So the interactions were, were transactional. Here's a mistake, let's change it. There was never any, could we make this better?
1: Even your, even, that's interesting, even with your, the in-house editor who was kind of more in charge, the project manager, were they not, were they not talking to
2: you? They talked to me. Talk to you, or yeah. at you. At me, yeah, here are the changes we should make. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Take it or leave it, there was yeah. no collaboration, there was no... Understanding of my so that definitely, that
0: definitely varies between. I publishers think so, then. and I'm wondering yeah. if
1: it's specifically because of that publisher's business list Possibly. on their and their their model, yeah. which is um, yeah, disappointing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, to well hear don't that. get me wrong; she's very good, yeah. and she's very fast, and she's very thorough. And as, as far as I can tell, there were no mistakes in the book—not well, yeah. that I would spot them. Um, but it was a very transactional relationship okay. rather than a growth orientated relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: that again just reinforces for me this importance of getting an editor or proofreader that's the right fit for you, yeah. who understands you and your process, and that if you're planning on writing more than one book, you can develop a relationship. I, with I both. couldn't agree
2: more,
1: absolutely. And, and also, something that your, um, your proofreader can do for you is that, or, or, let's call her an editor because she does a lot more than just proofreading. Um, because you work with her um, across projects, it's not just books that she's working with, I mean. she can right. she's, in, she's, she's having an impact on all of your content.
2: Yes, she proofreads my slide design and all of that yeah. kind of, yeah. all of that kind yeah. of else. Um <laughs> In fact, the, the, the conference you we were talking about, my second slide, deliberately had the word received spelled wrongly on the, on the slide. He uh, says it's deliberate. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was it
0: a sharp intake of breath at that was, There was <laughs> damn
2: close to a riot. <laughs> um, and uh, and of course what happens when you push the button then is that the letters swap themselves around yeah, just yeah. to show yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but that was something, that idea was something that grew out of a conversation with Claire Yeah. yeah. because she went, you can't even spell received correctly you know <laughs> yeah. if you yeah. can't spell that correctly well, and yeah. hang on a minute there's something i can use as a uh, as an indication of the different types of mindset that different types of people have yeah. got yeah.
0: and it's also a good example of you know the, the fact that editors don't just work on one thing, and that they can work across your entire brand yeah. to bring a consistency yeah. across all the sort of platforms that you're working yeah. on, yeah. Really. If, It's not just about the books. Yeah,
2: and if we have time, she'll even proofread my tender documents. Yeah, that absolutely. tends not mm-hmm. to happen because of the deadlines, but in yeah. print, it has happened sometimes. Yeah, um, and, and you would
1: absolutely trust her with oh, if that. that yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no question. Yeah. I, would even, I wouldn't even think about arguing with her. Yeah. Um, there's a great line she came up with once, which was, um, "You can't make this a stupid idea, boss. You can't make me do it. Why not, Claire? Well, it's not so much that it's a stupid idea. Uh, it, it's more a question of I'm the only person who knows where your body will be buried in a week's time if you make me." I'm scared of her. There <laughs> yeah, yeah. <you> know. <laughs> I'm scared of her. She's a real person. No she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But she's. She thinks in the way that proofreaders think, which is almost the antithesis of, of how I think. Because we talk very much about separating the creative and the editorial process. And having them separated into two separate people really brings that, really brings that home. Um, and to be honest, we have to work quite hard sometimes at maintaining our trust, love, respect, and so on because the reason that she's so good at what she does, can I swear on this podcast?
1: Uh, it depends how much I'm you're swearing. I'm gonna use
2: one word, just one word. <laughs> well, we can always edit it out. Okay, no, fine, okay. Bad. So um, the, very th- the thing that means that I need her is almost by definition the thing that pisses me off about her. And and the, the, the thing that means that I have something to create for her to correct yeah. is what pisses her off about me.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> It's much easier to work with that if you've got drunk with somebody and gone out for meals and gone dancing and stuff like yeah. that yeah. than it is with somebody who is a very transactional on the far end of the... F- yeah. So my first, my, my very first book, I, I, I literally never met my, my yeah. editor. They were in Canada. <laughs> yeah. And I had no relationship, with, it's called The Little Big Voice Book, and I had no relationship with them at all. Um,
0: and for some us, maybe that relationship is important, actually. Yes, yes, that, it's definitely a choice. For some, some people, are some people, a transactional uh, relationship is enough for them. But you're obviously somebody that really feeds off and develops from that kind of more interactional. A transactional relationship
2: yeah. is enough for me, mm-hmm. but it's not optimal.
0: Yes. I'm I'm being
2: a little bit pedantic about that. I I, I can get away with a transactional. It's just not as much fun. And it means that the next time I need something proofreading, I'm starting from zero again. Whereas if it's a relationship going on, I can just throw a document at Claire and go make this work. She gets it. That's something
1: really important to point out, because for for any listeners who are are looking for mainstream publishing contracts, it's important to realise that even if you have a long-term relationship with the publishing company, yeah. you won't necessarily be using the same editor That's or proofreader right. each yeah. time. Yeah. You won't ha- have a choice necessarily yeah. in who you. Are. So it, there is an issue of control there. Yeah, I, I think definitely. it's um, a shame
2: to the podcast because all three of us have just nodded really <laughs> vigorously. <loud>. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So you, you work perhaps with the same sub-editor or the same editor or the same commissioning editor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the actual team that is on your book yeah. is yeah. actually is sort of at the front, on different. the front line. Yeah. yeah. So your relationship within a publisher is with probably a commissioning editor. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's very, it's great. It means I don't have to do anything except write.
1: Yeah. yeah. I
2: don't have to design the cover or anything like yeah. that. But it can be quite frustrating at times as well.
1: I think that's really useful um, for people to have heard. So we've interviewed um, quite a few people um, at this conference. And um, you're the first person who's actually had a mainstream publishing its <coughs> experience. So it's really good to hear that side of it. Yeah,
2: yeah. They, were, they were great. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. They were fabulous. Yeah. Um, they were very supportive. And the, the reason it became a bestseller is nothing to do with me. It's entirely down to Stanton because they knew exactly what kind of book they wanted yeah. because they knew exactly what was going to sell then.
1: Yeah. And we should say this book's called Presentation Genius. Presentation Genius, yes. yeah, yeah. And, um, and I've read it, and it's excellent. In fact, oh. I've picked yeah. up some t- tips myself for when I'm doing speaking gigs, and mm. I'm a nervous speaker. Um, and uh, and I've, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've got a lot of work to do, but I've learnt a
2: lot from
0: that. Yeah. So oh, we'll no. link to that. In the <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah, we will. I have like, to yeah. say,
2: there is nothing cooler than walking into WH Smith and seeing your book <laughs> yeah, okay. not just on the shelves. Put on the top ten lists. It, yeah. it is yeah. as cool as it sounds. Yeah. It is, uh,
1: <laughs> and there, there is Somebody's that, and some some authors want uh, are attracted as well, not just by the the jobs that will be taken away from them, but also by prestige factor nothing wrong with that
2: that wasn't why I went into it but it was a heck of a buzz and there is actually a photograph of my book at um, number three in the top sellers list but that's because there was nobody in Smith's at the time and I just (laughs) (laughs) I just moved it photographed it and then I moved it back to position six which is where it was actually six is good six is is great six six is great Um, and it's easy to get the old trick of um an Amazon bestseller, which is when you you, know, you go into a niche, and you get 30 of your mates to buy the same book at the same time, and the Amazon um, algorithm extrapolates that. Mm-hmm. But getting a high street bestseller is very different. Yeah. And I couldn't have done that without a mainstream, mainstream publisher, because they knew exactly... How knew, to position yeah, it. They yeah. knew exactly which buyers wanted what format, on what dates.
0: Yeah. So really, again, it all comes down to an author's priorities about yeah. which which route they take in terms of you know yeah. self-publishing or looking for a, a, a mainstream publisher. publishers. You know, what suits them best. That's what, right. What mm-hmm. And there
1: is um, no wrong or right. No is wrong there? It's right. it's okay. it is about having choices. And yeah. um, and also, I think Simon's an example, a great example of someone who who's chosen to, to take both paths.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. My but next my next book is going to be self-published. Is it? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: You, do you find that that's where you think you're sort of happiest now with self-publishing?
2: I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's that or whether I just couldn't get a publisher for it.
0: <laughs> Let's come back to him in, yes. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> once he's got it out there exactly. and we can maybe revisit the whole experience again.
2: Is <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it
0: time to ask the one question? Yeah, I think Yeah, yeah you, you know, go for yeah. it. Right. So we've been asking all our interviewees today about um, if there's one particular piece of advice they'd like to give indie authors who are um, in the middle of writing or thinking about publishing what's the one big thing that you
1: would teach them? Caffeine. Caffeine. We've not had that one yet. We have haven't. We, it's no. a really, really good answer. I think as an editor, that's the advice yes. I would give as well. Yeah. Do you want to a more
2: serious answer? Yeah, go well, on. Why not? Yeah, you want a more serious answer? Is to put something in front of you somewhere of why you're doing it.
0: Right. Okay. Because
2: in the grind of writing, which is frankly bloody hard work and incredibly soul-destroying and lonely, because you're throwing away shed loads of of your soul that you put on the page. You have to remember why you're doing it, otherwise you'll, you know, if you go into the other room next door and you ask people how many of you have started to write a book, half of the people would put their their, their hand up.
1: How many have finished it though? Maybe half a dozen
2: of us. And the ones that have finished it are because we've got some kind of why behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, It might be a deadline, it might be threats of violence, it might be (laughs) ego, but you write it down Mm-hmm. and you put it somewhere where you see it occasionally i think that's quite important because if you see it all the time it fades into the background yeah yeah, yeah. so it's something that you, uh, you 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 think sod it and you slam the door and then the back of the inside of the door is a post-it note that reminds you or, or something yeah like yeah. that yeah. some kind of random reminder of, of what it is you're going to get to at the end of the end of the day yeah. i can't swear that that works for everybody but it works for me Thanks very much. That's really, really
0: great. That's great. Thanks
2: for your time, Simon. That was brilliant.
1: Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed this author point of view. Thank you so much for listening to the Editing Podcast. You can rate, review and subscribe via your podcatcher.
0: And don't forget to share, share, share. Tell your writer friends, your editor friends, your business friends. Basically anyone who writes. And if you have any questions,
1: please do get in touch with us via the Editing Podcast Facebook page. If you ask us, we promise we'll
0: answer. And we've put all the links mentioned in today's interview in the show notes so you can grab everything there. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.